0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: The Johnson Wax program with Fibber McGee and Volley. makers of Johnson's wax, Johnson Carnue and Johnson Self Polishing Glowcoat present Bibber McGee and Molly written by Don Quinn with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. <laughs> I'd like to tell you about another interesting use for wax which has been brought about by the war. You ladies who are saving tin cans know there's been an acute shortage of tin, most of which comes from the Malay Peninsula. Because of this shortage, many products that used to be packed in tin containers are now packed in glass or paper. To save further, can manufacturers are now using only one-third as much tin coating as before the war. But when these new packages are shipped overseas, they need still further protection against moisture and corrosion. And that's where wax comes in. To help solve this problem, the makers of Johnson's Wax have developed special wax coatings for these metal containers to help prevent spoilage of vital canned foods. Some canners are already using these Johnson's Wax Coatings, both for overseas and domestic packages. They're easy to apply by dipping or spraying. They're even made in olive drab color so that discarded cans won't reflect light. Any food canners interested may write for full details to S.C. Johnson & Son, Racine, Wisconsin, or Brantford, Canada. Well, it's a strange paradox that the Squire of 79 Wistful Vista is a light eater and a heavy eater. The answer, of course, is that he's light when he sits down and heavy when he gets up. <laughs> and here at the breakfast table, meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Fibber McGee, strong and able, get your elbows off that table.
2: Hmm?
3: Oh.
4: Excuse me. Boy, was I hungry. <sighs> These fall mornings sure put an edge on a guy's appetite.
3: Say, hey, listen, your appetite has always had an edge that would slice granite. <laughs> Are you through with the morning paper?
4: Yeah, take it. It's disgusting.
3: What's disgusting about it? And take your spoon out that cup.
4: Hmm. Ah, this lend-lease, lend-lease, lease Sending all the food out of the country. Burns me up. Hey, you got any more of that homemade jelly?
3: Plenty. I'll get some in a minute. But what about lend-lease? Now?
4: It's ridiculous, that's what about it. Makes my blood stand on end. That's 100% Americans skimping along on scraps of food and all that stuff being shipped away. Make me another piece of toast, will you? Yes, sir. By George, it's shameful. Oh, for goodness
3: sakes, McGee, don't talk silly. Huh? I read that article on Lend-Leaf myself. It said our shipments this year will be only 10% of our total food production. And then only if the basic needs of our armed forces and our... Civilian requirements permitted. You'll have to admit ten percent isn't so much. That's only one donut out of a dozen.
4: If your idea ten percent is one donut out of a dozen, baby, you better find another bakery. <laughs> You've been getting gypped. You'd probably blow up the cream puffs with a bicycle pump.
3: I was merely trying to point out my bulging boyfriend. That nobody, particularly you, will suffer any malnutrition from the food we send our allies. Well,
4: doggone it, it's the principle of the thing. All that food leaving the country and... Hey, is there any more of that country sausage?
3: (laughs) No. And it will probably be months before we get any more.
4: There, you see, no country sausage. Here we are being deprived of our food at home when... Excuse me.
3: What are you doing?
4: Loosening my belt. (laughs) I ate too much. What was I saying? Oh, yeah.
3: Here we are, being deprived of our food. You didn't finish your egg, dearie. Oh. Mustn't be wasteful, you
4: know. No, I can't finish it. Ran out of chili sauce. Get another bottle, will you?
3: That was the last bottle. Our last
4: bottle of chili sauce? It was? Where did it all go to?
3: Well, you had most of it at midnight last night with your bacon and tomato and tuna fish and lettuce and chopped olive and onion sandwich.
4: (laughs) Don't you remember? Yeah, but doggone it, Molly, you know how I love chili sauce. Why don't you keep the bottle around for emergencies?
3: I do. And that's the bottle you ate. Oh. And just so you'll have a clear understanding of the issue, chili sauce is now, I think, 18 blue points a bottle.
4: 18 blue points? We got to trade them oysters for it
3: now? <laughs> no, no, no. 18 blue ration points.
4: Oh. Well, why don't you make some chili sauce? Get some tomatoes and chili or whatever you need and, and make some.
3: Why don't you make some?
4: Who, me? Why? I, why? Why? Well, now I'll just do that little thing, Mrs. McGee. Now, let me see. Where did I see a recipe for oh, chili sauce? Oh, oh quit it, McGee. I was
3: just kidding. Well, I'm
4: not kidding. I'm calling your bluff, baby. I'm going to make some chili sauce. But,
3: sweetheart. Don't
4: get mushy with me. <laughs> you can't switch me off by having your long eyelashes at me this time. <laughs> How many tomatoes we got? About
3: a dozen.
4: Well, that ain't enough. Get some more. Get about a <laughs> gross. How many is that? Four dozen? <laughs>
3: 12
4: Perfect. That ought to make several bottles of chili now, sauce.
3: Now look, Miggy, you don't know anything about
4: ah, how to make... ha, 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 Careful there. <laughs> is the American army the best fed army in the world? It is. And who cooks for them? Women? No. Men. And do you remember that I was a mess sergeant in the last war? No.
3: Were you really a mess sergeant? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, and without the comma. <laughs> Now look before you go upstairs. Get out a flock of canning jars and tops form See, and order a thundering herd of tomatoes. I got work to do.
3: Well, if you hadn't been so greedy and eaten all the tomatoes out of our victory garden, standing out there all summer with a salt shaker, I never saw anything.
4: Ah, oh, dear, can you beat that? Guy just gets busy with his canning, and look what happens. Come in. Oh, good morning, Doctor Gamble. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Hi, Doc. Take a chair. I like to see a declining physician in a reclining
5: physician.
2: <laughs> How
5: long have you been married, Mrs. McGee?
3: Twenty-five years, Doctor. Why?
5: Twenty-five years. A quarter of a century of putting up with such foul whimsy as that. You're a wonderful woman. Trouble
4: with you is, Doc, you haven't got any sense of humor. You wouldn't know a joke if it bit you in the leg. If one of your
5: jokes ever bit me, McGee, I'd be too busy cauterizing it to laugh. <laughs>
3: Well, I tell you, Dr. McGee has some wonderful jokes, you
5: know, from when he used
4: to be in Vaudeville. Yeah, you betcha. Me and my partner, a guy by the name of Fred Nittany from Starved Rock, <laughs> Illinois. We had some dynamite material, opened and one, closed in the alley. Yes, we had some good stuff. Like when I'd come on stage playing the harmonica without making any noise, and Fred would say, what are you playing? And I'd say, silent night. <laughs> and we'd both bust into a and wing, waving our little American flags.
5: Oh, boy, the audience used to kill themselves at us. I can understand it. The urge would be almost irresistible.
3: (laughs) Say, McGee, tell Dr. Gamble the one about when you'd say, uh, is that clock right up there? And then Mr. Nittany would say, yes, right up there. Tell him that
2: one. Yes. (laughs) Yes,
4: (laughs) do. Oh, sarcastic, eh? I don't know why I even talk to you, Doc. I shudder to think I ever let a dumb bunny like you spray my throat. Oh, McGee. You wouldn't know the difference between argyroll and arsenic. In your case, I wouldn't be fussy.
3: Now, please, doctor.
4: (laughs) Doctor, my clavicle. Why, you questionable quinine quarterback. You couldn't set a broken broom handle. You couldn't reduce the fever in a saucer of coffee with a cold north wind. You couldn't find the bone in a lamb chop.
5: Oh, Oh, you insulting little ingrate. When I think of the times I've got out of bed to come over here and treat you for a bad case of gluttony, I have a good notion to kick a couple of incisors down your noisy, overgrown trachea. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, if any incisors go down my trachea... What's a trachea? (laughs) A windpipe. A windpipe with you the most active organ in the body. If the Curtis Wright Company ever hires you, they can burn down their wind tunnel and still test clipper ships. Why? You You are the gabbiest, loudest, shallowest specimen of the so-called human race that's ever been my ill fortune to come in contact with. And the only reason I came over here was to see if you want to go duck hunting tomorrow morning. Sure. What time? Six thirty. I'll call for you. So long, Mr.
2: Baker. Good day, doctor. So long.
1: Billy Mills and the orchestra play The Surrey with the Fringe on Top.
4: One and a half C. What do they mean, C? Oh, carton. (laughs) One and a half cartons of sugar. Four three-inch sticks of cinnamon. Salt, vinegar, cloves. Hey, hey, Molly, where's the hatchet?
3: In the basement. What do you need the
2: hatchet
4: for? I gotta chop some onions. (laughs) Hey, let's trade at some other grocery. Why? Well, these people don't cooperate, that's why. The recipe for this chili sauce calls for some... Ripe-skinned tomatoes. And they wouldn't send me any skinned tomatoes. Said I'd have to skin them myself. Independent as a hog on ice. <laughs> don't be ridiculous,
3: dearie. No grocery sells skin tomatoes.
4: Oh, what kind of service is that? Next time we order butter, they'll likely send us some milk and tell us to churn it ourselves. Why, <laughs> right, George, I don't see... Think...
3: what's all this stuff on the
2: shelf here?
4: Where? Oh, those. Well, that's some more stuff that grocery gypped me on. Green peppers. After I peeled the skins off, there was nothing left of
2: them. What?
3: Give me the phone.
4: I'll give that grocery a piece of my mind. Let me i don't don't. give you
3: a green preparation support. Hello,
4: operator. Give me Jimmy Sales Grocery on the Mert. Is that you, Mert? Oh, dear. How's every little thing, Mert? There they. What say, Mert? Oh, Mert. You don't tell me.
2: What is it, dearie?
4: I don't know. She don't tell me. <laughs>
2: what
4: say, Mert? Okay, I'll call later. Grocery phone is busy. Hey, take a sniff of that stuff I mixed up
3: there.
4: (laughs) Don't that smell good?
3: (laughs) Shall I peel the onions?
4: No, thanks. But you can stand in front of me while I do it if you want to.
3: Why should I stand in front of you?
4: Because when I peel onions, I always cry. And what's marriage for if you can't cry on each other's shoulders?
3: (laughs) Don't be silly. The way to peel onions without discomfort is to peel them underwater, you
4: know. There's too many of them. I couldn't hold my breath that long.
3: (laughs) I'll
4: just fix him here and get them. Hello, him. Molly. Hello, pal. What's cooking?
3: McGee is.
4: What? I am, Junior. I'm whipping up a batch of chili sauce. You got any rude comment
3: to make about it?
1: No, I haven't. And who are you making the chili sauce for? You've got enough tomatoes there for a Kai-shek and the Chinese army.
3: <laughs> well, his ideas of proportions are a little haywire, Mr. Wilcox. He'd probably make pickled peaches with one pickle and 50 peaches.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, Yeah. Well, I guess I know what I'm doing, Harpo. I just love chili sauce, and if the government is going to be nasty about it and charge 18 points a bottle, I'll fool them, that's all. They ain't going to lend lease me out of my chili sauce.
1: You seem to have the wrong idea of lend lease, pal.
3: Yes, explain it to him, Mr. Wilcox.
1: Oh, I can't cover the whole subject, Molly. Lend lease is simply the way we exchange goods and services with our allies. We don't give everything away, you know. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No. Why, in 1943, American forces in Australia and New Zealand received, on a reciprocal lend-lease basis, nearly as much beef as was sent from the United States to all countries receiving lend-lease foodstuff.
3: You see,
2: McGee?
1: Well, what are we sending all the chili sauce to Australia for? Answer me that. No, we're not. But don't forget, our Army and Navy and Marines and Air Force are a healthy bunch of guys. They each eat about two pounds of food more a day than they did when they were civilians. Well, does that mean I got to eat two pounds a day less a day?
3: Well, I can. I can't think of anybody who could stand it better, dearie.
1: (laughs) Well, it doesn't mean that at all, pal. There's still plenty of grub for everybody. Though we may be a little short of certain items. Say, by the way, do you eat chili sauce three times a day?
3: Why, he eats chili sauce on everything, Mr. Wilcox.
1: I never
4: know such a thing. I don't eat chili sauce on... on.
3: You see? (laughs) He can't think of anything he doesn't eat it on. Um,
4: Oatmeal? Oatmeal? Did you ever eat oatmeal with chili sauce? Why, it's wonderful.
3: <laughs> why, the
4: first time I ever tried that... No, I...
3: easy, McGee. Mr. Wilcox is turning pale
1: there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought everybody liked that. So you claim they ain't sending all the chili sauce overseas, eh, Wilcox? Of course they're not. Anyway, food is merely a part of the lend plan. They send a lot... Hey, I got an idea. I'll start my own lend-lease plan. Look, Junior. Why don't you have
4: Racine send England a few cases of Johnson's Wax and let them send me some chili sauce?
3: Why? Huh? <laughs> That's silly, McGee. There is a Johnson's Wax plant in England already.
1: Certainly. Johnson's Wax is as familiar to smart British housewives as as it is to Americans. It's particularly valuable in the English climate because it seals surfaces against dampness as well as dust.
3: Still, uh, Mr. Churchill might help you out on his next trip, McGee. Hmm? You know, he has nothing to do but smoke cigars, win a war, and bring you chili sauce. (laughs) I think you feel enough of those onions.
1: Oh, you think so? Yeah, and look, don't waste any of that stuff, Fibber. You know the four points of the Food for Freedom campaign. Grow what you can, conserve all you can, share what you can.
6: Can what you can?
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's joshing you. (laughs) Yes, Molly, even that. And last but not least, play fair with the rationing system. Give everybody a square share. Look, Junior, how come you're so well informed on this food business? Well, I'll tell you. My wife sat me in a chair last night and talked to me for three hours about it. And just because I went out and spent all of our month's meat points for a couple of wonderful steaks. A word to the wise, pal. So long now.
4: What do you mean that stuff, a word to the wise? Tomatoes don't take any ration points, do no, they? No,
3: I think what he meant was let the woman of the house handle the food problem.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, would you like to go to the Elks Club and let me take over the chili sauce department? No, you?
4: sir. I'm going to see this thing through practically all mixed now, and... Mmm, don't that smell good?
3: (laughs) Not bad at all, but I... McKee, what are you doing with that pillowcase?
4: That's to put the spices in. Cook them. (laughs) Recipe says put spices in cheesecloth bag while the mixture cooks. But I couldn't do that because cheese takes more points than chili sauce.
3: (laughs) But you can't use one of my good pillow slips.
7: I'll get you a little bag new. you right. Have many days if you'd only ask for what you want Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Hi, Al. Hello, Alice. My goodness, Mr. McGee, what are you doing?
4: I'm making up some chili sauce, Alice. Don't it smell good?
7: Oh, why, you great, big, talented man, you. Oh, sure. Jeepers, <laughs> I hope I get a man that's a good cook. Or at least I hope I get a man who can cook. Or at least I hope I get a man.
3: (laughs) I don't think you'll have any trouble, Alice. There's a list of telephone calls on the hall table as long
7: as you're out. Oh, thank you ever so much, my dear. I'm sorry if the boys have been disturbing you because I've told them never to call me here except in an emergency. But you know how boys are. They think if they whistle at a person and she sort of smiles, they think it's an emergency. (laughs) And they always call up and want to know if a person can go to a movie or something.
4: Yeah, I'm you see a lot of good movies that way.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I don't guess you're interested in any one boy, though, are you, Alice? No, Mrs. McGee, though I was for a while in Archibald. Archibald? Mm-hmm. He's the son of the owner of the airplane plant, and my dear, he's just rolling in it. Though he is a weird kind of a drip. And uh, all the girls and the fellas started kidding me about how I was being nice to Archibald just because his father owned the plant. And it got to bothering me, and I finally asked myself, was I? And I was. So I told Archibald to go bake a cake. Yeah, what did he say? He said he was very upset.
4: And what did you say?
7: I said in that case, go bake an upside down cake.
3: <laughs> I don't think we need worry about Alice McGee. She seems to be able to handle almost any situation. Yeah,
4: the way she tosses the mails around, she ought to get a job in the post office over Christmas. <laughs>
7: Oh, Mr. McGee, you just say that. <laughs> well, I guess I better get to bed now, and I hope your applesauce turns out all right. It's chilly. Well, put it on the stove, foolish. Bye, bye now.
2: <laughs>
1: the King's Men singing "Saw Wood Mountain."
3: I've got a gal in the sourwood mountains. Hold oh, oh, it down,
5: little lady. She won't come and I won't call her. Hold it down, be lady. Roosters are crowing in the sourwood mountains. Hold oh, oh, it down, little lady. So many pretty gals, I can't count. Hold it down. A fiddle- Big dogs bark and the little ones will bite you. Hold oh, it down, p lady. Big girls court and the little ones fight ya. Hold it down, be lady.
2: My true love lives up in ledger. Hold oh, it down a bit lady. She won't come and I won't fetch her. Hold oh, it down, be lady.
5: I've got a gal at the head of the holler. Oh, down the field come the of them days She won't come and I won't follow her Oh, down the field come the of them days i got a gal t'other the other side of the pasture Oh, yum, dilly day she won't come and I'll ask her. Holy on the day, I just wrote her a lovesick letter. Holy on the day, if she wants to read her, she will have to come and get her.
2: Holy on the day, Oh, man, old oh, man, I want your daughter. Oh, 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 um. she
5: Water all
4: oh, Hmm, does that smell good? Don't it smell good, Molly?
3: Haven't you cooked it about enough, dearie? I'd like to get lunch on that stove unless you prefer your macaroni cooked over an open fire in the backyard.
4: I won't be very long now, five or ten minutes, then I put it in the jars.
3: Did you sterilize the jars?
4: Sure I did, inside and out, with rubbing alcohol. (laughs) Hey, hand me another tomato.
3: Why do you keep adding tomatoes? Well,
4: because I keep forgetting how much salt and pepper and vinegar and stuff I put in, so to balance it up every time I put in anything, I toss in another tomato. (laughs) Hey, you, uh, you want to... You want to finish this job, Molly?
3: No. No thanks, dearie. You're the Oscar of this Waldorf.
8: Ah, come on. The work's all done, he was I. Oh,
3: I'm... hello there, Uncle
8: Dennis. Hello, Molly, darling. And Fibber, what would you be doing now, lad?
4: I'm mixing up a batch of chili sauce,
3: huh? <laughs> It Looks good. But then so did the German army at
2: first. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Well, no, why didn't you tell me you wanted some homemade chili sauce, lad? Huh? I'd have been glad to make you some, always providing, heaven forbid, that I haven't lost the recipe for it, that my Aunt Margaret, may she look down and see what condition my shoes are in and send me good luck, gave me.
2: <laughs> I never knew you could
8: cook, Aunt. Huh? Never knew I could cook. Oh, and who was it put all the clam bakes for the West Side social, athletic, and whatever became of Al Smith for President Club? <laughs> And who was it, who was it that always barbecued the spare ribs for the annual picnic of the firemen and police which the war may at soon end put a stop to and then too soon?
3: Did you do all that cooking, Uncle Dennis? Well, no, but I
8: can lay my hands on the man who did and he'll teach me all he knows or I'll have the eyes out of his head with my thumb. May no such violence be necessary.
2: <laughs>
4: well, it won't be necessary now, Uncle. All I wanted was plenty of chili sauce and I'm doing all right with that. I hope.
8: Oh, it reminds me of when I was a chef at a very uptown hotel. Peace be to its ashes as it burned down recently, though I didn't keep the job very long because of a slight misunderstanding. Oh,
3: what was the misunderstanding,
8: Uncle Dennis? Oh, there was one waiter, may his tires were to shreds. <laughs> well, he was always for giving me trouble. One day I look out from the door from the kitchen, and there he is at the table of our wealthiest patron now, set in fire to the pancake. I rushed up threw the waiter out by the seat of his pants, dashed a pail of water on the table. They told me they were creepy Suzettes and they were supposed to be lit.
2: <laughs>
8: I went out and threw the waiter back in, took off my coat, and went to a movie starring Bessie Barris and enjoyed it very much.
4: <laughs> Look, I hate to interrupt these little reminiscences of your checkered career, Unc, but you and Molly better get out of the way. This chili sauce is ready to put in the jars.
3: Have
4: you got the jars heated, biggie Oh, my gosh, no, I forgot that. Hey, you do it, will you, Molly? Go on, while I step outside for a breath of fresh air.
8: Well, go right ahead, lad. Go ahead. It's in the good hands of Dennis Driscoll as is and Molly Driscoll as was. Bad sess the day she changed the name. What was that, Unc?
3: Never mind, McGee. You go get some fresh air.
4: Oh, okay. Go on. Boy, did I talk myself into a mess this time. That stuff is going to taste like rubber hose a la mode. <laughs> Why can't I keep my big, fat mouth shut? Why wasn't such a dog dying? Hi, with... mister. Oh, hello there, little girl.
6: What's the matter, mister? What's the matter with you? Hmm?
4: Oh, you wouldn't understand, sis. Skip it.
6: Come on, mister. No. After all, what is the one for if not to share the burdens of the man she loves? And Don't just sit there with your head in your hands, mister. Look into my eyes.
4: Ah. <laughs> Go away, sis. Forget you ever knew me. I'm just a big palooka from Peoria, and that's all I'll ever be. <laughs> Oh, now, boy, I don't No, feel
6: no, no, don't say that. It is it is a woman's place to stand shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with a man when he's in trouble. And if you stay sitting down, mister, I can stand shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with you just stand yeah, betcha. Oh, Come on, mister, what's the matter? I'm what? a
4: stupid off, that's what's the matter. Now, look, sis, I popped off about how I was going to make some wonderful oh, chili sauce. Oh, <laughs> I do in my brilliant way. I lose the recipe. I forget how much of anything I put in, I'm lost it all. I've wasted enough food mixing up that batch of fly spray to ruin the national food program for ten years. I'm practically a saboteur. Ought to be stood up against the now, wall. Mister
6: and... Jiminy, it can't be that bad. I bet oh, you. Well, sure. You're a wonderful man, Mister McGee, and you've been a good kid. And when I grow up, I want to marry a man just like you. Maybe not so gabby, maybe. How's your chili sauce taste, Mr. McGee? I don't
4: know. I didn't dare wait and see. Now I'm scared to go back. I've made such a big mouthful of on Oh, McGee, and...
6: where are you? McGee, oh, there you yeah, are.
4: Yeah.
8: Uh-oh. Well, we tried your chili sauce, lad, and it's my herbalist. McGee,
3: it's really wonderful. Uh, and you knew it, it was, you huh? rascal. Oh, you sneaked out here so we'd take it. It, it,
8: it, 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 it was pretty good, huh? <laughs> the sauce of the century, lad.
3: Why, it's delicious. I take back everything I said.
4: Oh, forget it. <laughs>
3: I tell you I know how to do something,
4: I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, sir. Come on, let's finish canning it. And we'll save the prettiest one for the state fair. The McGee chili sauce has never lost a blue ribbon yet.
2: Yes, sir. George, when I start out. Oh, brother. <laughs>
1: When a circus bills itself as the greatest show on earth, we're not too disturbed by its use of the superlative. Still, we don't like slogans that are always saying the world's best and the world's biggest. That's what troubles me right now, because it just happens that Johnson's Glow Coat is the world's most popular floor polish. Will you forgive me if I say it justice once? The fact is, you probably use Glow Coat on your own linoleum floors for excellent reasons. Not just because it keeps those floors sparkling and beautiful... Not merely because it saves you hours of work, needs no rubbing or buffing, and not only because it makes your linoleum last six to ten times longer. Not for just one of these reasons, but for a combination of all three, is Glowcoat the most popular floor polish. Linoleum floors the world over are protected, beautified, and made to last longer by the regular use of Johnson's self-polishing Glowcoat. (laughs)
3: gentlemen, uh, carelessness with food supplies doesn't usually turn out as well as it did with McGee tonight. Food, you know, is an important war material and a lot depends on how we use it. Now, if we waste food and fail to use it for what it is, a weapon, uh, we might seriously alter the course of the war and delay the day of victory.
4: If we all make up our minds to conserve food in every way, eat the right things, use plentiful foods instead of scrambling for the scarce ones, and observe rationing and price rulings, we'll do all right. So lick that platter clean, babe. Lick that
2: (laughs) platter
3: clean. You know, we'll never get to first base if we don't start from the home plate. Mm. Good night.
2: Good
1: night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program came to you from Hollywood.